Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Hi, Jeracy. This is, of course, Garrett of Garrett and Mac, and this is Jeracy Mac of Garrett and Hey. Mac. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy you New have- Year to you, too. Did you have a good one? Uh, I was by myself. Keelan was supposed to stay with me, and then he got up and left. Well, I don't blame him because you, uh, Jeracy had COVID. Jeracy had COVID. <laughs> I'm so glad that she finally knows the misery that I went through with COVID. I mean, I'm glad she survived. I mean, let me not be you know, funny about that, but you look good. Well, thank you. I thought I was getting up out of here a couple of times. Mm, but I'm not on your insurance paper, so I needed you to stay. <laughs> I can't put you on there because you might get somebody to knock me out. Either the boys will or uh, that part, that part. You know what, Jeracy? It, it has been. It's so excited to come into 2021. I think everybody was so excited to leave 2020 behind. You know, 2020. 2020. Um, I saw on Facebook somebody said, "You got one job. You don't even have to be great. You don't even have to be like the best year ever. You don't even have to be in the top ten. But hell, just be better than 2020." Come on. Because I, I, I was when 2021 came, I said, Lord, I thank you. I don't ooh, get the hell up out of here, 2020. Oh my goodness. I I you know, I we talk all the time about rushing time, and I literally rushed 2020 out the door so fast. Somebody called me today, and I didn't mention this to you, but he he said, My daddy died today. And he was just glad he didn't die in 2020. It, you know, don't want to see it on your headstone. Don't, you know, it's so many people that's going to have that date on the headstone. And mm-hmm. he was just like, I did not want that memory of 2020. Mm-hmm. It's it, Nobody wants 2020. Hindsight nobody. will never be 2020 ever again. <laughs> no, it will. No, it will not. No, mm. it will not. I, I don't think the history books will be able to tell how a lot of us felt during 2020 girl. It's just no way. You know, I have to say the only good thing that happened in 2020 for me, I don't want to say the only thing, but I'm so glad that mofo up there in 1600 got voted out. Girl, when I tell you that I, I don't care where he goes, but he got to get the hell out of there. I mean, what? just I, I can't do it no more. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm so glad it's over. Well, I'm just now hearing about the hour-long phone call. So, uh, so watch out there now. Just well, do on. whatever you want to do before you leave. Can't, can't I ask you to create, uh, to commit fraud or commit commit a crime <laughs> and you wouldn't do it for me? What's wrong with you? You're not my real friend. I'm the president of the United States. Don't you, you know do who what I, I say? am? But you know what? I'm so excited about the shows we have upcoming uh, for this new year, but I'm really excited about today's show. We have a special guest. His name is Everett Pearsall, J. Everett Pearsall. And this man is executive director for the Watkins Group. And you turned me on to Everett. 
And I have just been impressed by so many things that I've read about the Watkins Award. And I can't wait to get into to the conversation with, uh, with uh, Everett and let the nation know that, you know, they are doing awesome things to highlight young Black men sc- uh, with scholarship that are athletes. A lot of times you hear about, you know, young Black men who go to school on you know, athletic scholarships, but you don't hear about young black men who are scholars in college. And then the Watkins group has an outstanding percentage of those who go to the NFL and are highly productive in life. So I can't wait to bring Everett on. So um, Everett Pierce all, come on in. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Great to be here in 2021. Uh, Hey, hey, hey. But Everett, you know, we're going to sit Jeracy down for a second. How about them brownies, baby? How about them brownies? <laughs> it's a good day in the history books for the Cleveland Browns, I tell you. They've waited Brown. a long time. Yes. And, so, and tell us about your Watkins awardee on the Browns. Let's get let's shout out to him. Our current Watkins awardee on the Cleveland Browns is Donovan Peoples-Jones, Hello. who has been giving, uh, giving a lot of opportunities uh, this year. And I think uh, taking advantage of them and played pretty well for the role that they've given him. So I'm yes, very, very has. happy for him. And I, I really am anxious to talk more about him as an individual because he does uh, really, uh, you know, have a lot of things that he's accomplished, even this young, that are indicative of what Watkins Award is all about from a scholastic perspective. That is also that is that is also a topic that I can't wait for you to expound upon. But also name the other two. You told me that before we got on the air, there were three. So who are the other two members of the Cleveland Browns previously? So we had uh, Muhammad Massaqua and mm-hmm. Muhammad was a second round uh, draft pick to the Cleveland Browns. He was a receiver out of, out of Georgia and uh, played for uh, Cleveland, I think, for three or four years. And mm-hmm. uh, Darnell Dinkins was a tight end with okay. uh with the uh cleveland browns as well and so um yeah we we, we've got a, a legacy of individuals of that have gone on and playing perfect play professional uh football and and obviously they've touched a number of teams but cleveland has been one all right here we go brownies here we go <laughs> okay Drace, you can come back in now you come back in i'm proud of the brownies i'm proud of my nephew miles garrett i'm proud of his award the walter payton award yes look at him look at him pro bowl again watch out look at Girl, him he's just trying to make so, a difference trying to make a difference in in the community and the lives of others around the world and i'm very proud of him my husband is very proud of him so there we go but let's get into the Watkins Award. Jeracy, I'm going to shut up. I know that's hard to believe. I'm going to shut up because Jeracy's son, Daylon Mack, actually has um, the honor have been, of being a recipient of the Watkins Award. And I'm going to uh, just kind of pass the baton over to Jeracy and listen to the conversation. Go ahead, girl. Well, when we received um, an application, which Everett explained the process of how the application worked, um, at first, I thought it was a joke because I thought they want him athletic and um, intelligence. And I'm like academic. And of course, as as some of you know or may not know, Dalen did graduate a high school with 39 college hours already going into Texas A&M. Impressive. And so, yeah, he had a crazy mama. But uh, but he he was uh, we we're. One of the things that I used to tell him, and evidently it worked, I would tell him, I don't care if you play a down of football, you better get your grades. 
or you'll be, I'll sit you on the sideline myself. Ooh, I so we the same re- thing. Mm. So we received the invitation from the Watkins. At that time, I had never heard of Watkins. I knew nothing about Watkins. So I started to research um, about the about the Watkins Award. And we sat down and got all of Dalen's information filled out and sent in. And lo and behold, he was picked. And that's how my relationship with Everett Pearsall started. And (laughs) it has been one of the greatest relationships and just listening and being a part of the Watkins Foundation, the Watkins family is, it's an awesome family. I'm bragging. Yes, I am bragging because it is an amazing group of men and they do a lot of great work and a lot of great things. So Everett, can you describe for a listening audience exactly what it takes to be a Watson um, nominee prior to uh, receiving the award? And give us a little background on the Watkins Award. Great. Thank you for the opportunity again. Once again, thank you for for having me. Um, I am uh, the executive director of a 501c3 organization called the National Alliance of African-American Athletes, and we give away the Watkins Award. Uh, The genesis of the organization with which I'm the executive director is that we started the organization with the idea that we wanted to have um, something that would put out positive messages of empowerment for disenfranchised youth. Um, And as we did our research, we noticed that most of the youth that we were trying to reach uh, looked up to entertainers and athletes. And so as I tell people many times over, uh, if our kids looked up to uh, CPAs, we'd be the National Alliance of African-American CPAs. But it's not those individuals that we pattern, our kids have tried to pattern themselves after and follow in their footsteps in such a fashion that we do, we've done just about every type of event out there to put out those positive messages. But now we hang our hats on a conference. Um, we do SAT scrimmage which is some tutoring around the SAT and the ACT. And what most people know us for, uh, both yourself and Geraci, the Watkins Award. Um, Honing in on the Watkins Award this evening, it's the top and premier African-American scholar athlete in the country. And so as you've asked me uh, in terms of how you can actually be nominated, um, it started out with 1,000, but right now it is, uh, that number has been cut down dramatically to 250. And so it is the top 150 football players. It is the top 50 baseball players and the top 50 basketball players who are nominated for the award. It is now at that point incumbent upon them to prove that they should be honored as a scholar athlete. And I believe you're muted, um, that they should be honored as a scholar athlete. So every, uh, let me, let me roll back. I thought it was just for football players. So this is for any um, African-American athlete. Right. So I would say not, we haven't embraced every sport right now or since its inception, it's been baseball, basketball, and football. We've obviously teetered with track because most of the folks who are Watkins guys, they're three sport athletes. They play many other sports. Um, But in terms of the recruiting, um, the lists and the individuals, in terms of coaches and people who feed into that nominating committee, we've done baseball, basketball and football. Okay. We also find that most of our kids are looking up to those guys because they're kind of getting that bag, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm sorry, because Jeracy brought me in basically at a football 
from a football mind, I, I thought it focused on football, even though I saw athletes. And then when I came to the dinner the night I met you, it was it was uh, to award the Dallas area person with a, that he played football. So I thought it was strictly for football. So I'm glad you've cleared that up. Now, I will tell you that it has absolutely in the last 10 years taken a football face. Um, and and we're, we're just working very hard to make sure that all the other players and other sports um, know how significant this is. But I, I'm sad to say that when I take a look at the 50 guys that we nominate for basketball every year, the McDonald All-Americans, uh, especially those who are African-American, uh, those individuals be hard-pressed to find anyone with anything over like a 2.7 uh, every three or four or five years, somebody might pop above a 3.0. And wow. so uh, one of the things that we want to do is to continue to try to get them to embrace the concept that, you know, your athletic career will last for a spell, but your education will last you forever. And you'll be able to now go into that next phase of your life, a better person, and you'll go to that next phase of your life, better equipped to be successful in every phase of your life both in baseball and in, in football. But I think that mothers like you um, and fathers as well out there uh, have sort of given football players the idea that you're one hit away from being done. And yes. so at the end of the day, you really need to make sure uh, that you stick to the books and have a plan B where I think that everyone wants to be the next LeBron James. Everyone wants to be recruited into baseball at an early age and not go to uh, college, if you will, and they kind of embrace that. At least those top kids have in the other sports. We're working to change the tide on that, but football seems to have gotten it. And so most of our guys have been football players the last 10 years, although we do have some baseball players and some and some basketball players from the past. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be um, a fan and a, and a fangirl. Drop me some names. So why <laughs> his awards? So I'll say Myron Rowe, Rhodes Scholar, Jameis Winston, Number one pick of the draft, Joe McCoy. Number five pick in the draft, Ted Ginn Jr., Mercedes Lewis, uh, Aurelius Ben, Eric Reed, Justin Reed. The list goes on. We've honored about 111 individuals over the last 30 years, and 55 have gone on to play professional sports, which is amazing because if you take a look at what they've done off the field in terms of their community service, and in terms of their scholastic aptitude, these guys are averaging, you know, 3.8, 3.9, 4.0 GPAs, and have got hundreds of hours of community service under their belt before we even talk to them as a 17 or 18 year old. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. That's, I, I hate to say that's good parenting because <laughs> like is. you said, thank, thank you. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it is good parenting to teach the the gift of service, you know, a lot of, a lot of young people do not understand that being of service is a gift to someone else and to already have established that mentality of giving and serving others as a teenager. And we have so many athletes that feel they are entitled as teenagers. We feed the wrong part of the beast and mm -hmm. to already come in that's good parenting. I, hey, I'm going to pat you on your back, Jeracy Mac. I'm going to give you that one because, baby, <laughs> and, my son was not a Watkins Award winner. <laughs> so. and, 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 you know, the, the deal is, in Dalen's class, he had the lowest GPA, and I think he had a 3.7, and he had the lowest GPA. Wow. Well, you know what? We're actually getting ready to uh, go into a commercial break. 
And when you come back, I do want to talk about how you have classes and it's not just one and how you determine how many athletes you're going to award the Watkins. So on the, the backside of the break, let's talk about that and, and get into some details of what it takes and what it means to be a Watkins Award winner. Great. Look forward to it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. We have come back on air to talk with Everett Parasol. He is the executive director for uh, the Watkins Group, and he has been discussing how we are awarding uh, athletes that happen, scholars, let me just put it like this, scholars who happen to be athletes, and they're African-American, and we're shining a light on the fact that there are organizations and groups out there that are supporting athletes and they don't have to eventually turn pro but so many of them do so when we left Everett can you tell us a little bit more we were discussing um, some of the criteria tell us a little bit more about how you do you pick the athletes and you solicit them how does someone get in touch with it are they nominated by coaches how do they find out about the Watkins group Great question. We've got a very, very diverse group of individuals, which we put in what we call a nominating committee. 
And in that nominating committee, um, they can be reached, you know, some of the reporters, their coaches, um, they're just involved at all facets of sports where they help us to make sure that we have a very fine-tuned list of the top athletes in those sports that we named a little bit earlier. And so they're nominated through that. You can go to our website and nominate someone. You can email me or anybody. But all of that information gets forwarded to the nominating committee, who now goes through their paces to make sure that those individuals belong on that elite list of individuals. At that point, you're nominated. Now it's up to you to do that work. And what Geraci talked about was the fact that she now had a package that she couldn't believe that her son was nominated for an award that talked about him being a scholar. But now it, it actually forces you to prove that your child is a scholar by sending transcripts and letters of recommendation. It's a full package and a lot of work that we now have another committee, which is a selection committee of men, women, different races, you, you name it, different professions. None of them have even played sports. So they're not, wow. they, don't, they don't care anything about what sport they played, how many touchdowns they had, how many baskets they made, how many home runs they had. They could care less. They're looking at this package as a proven method to talk about how this individual displays himself in an essay. How do they express themselves? How important is Watkins to them? What were their grades like? How much community service they have? What committees were they in while they were in school? How many hours have they donated to church or the uh, community or the boys club or whatever they might want to have a passion to work for? And so it's now those packages that we receive that we grade out. And in that, we select anywhere from four to six individuals that we honor in the class for that year. And then we go throughout the course of that year and treat those individuals in a very, very special manner. Go, go ahead, Jeracy. You're, you're experienced and, this. And they do. It, it, it is a very, very special manner. And one of the things that I want to say, when we received information that Dalen was picked, my first thing was how because I was reading all of the information that the, these kids had 4.3s. They, they were over 4.0s and 4.0 and they were mega athletes and all the community service and, and different things. And so I was just totally impressed. The fact that my son was even chosen to be a part of such an elite group. I knew what I was Why doing. Why you keep making it sound like Dalen is an idiot? I know he's not an idiot, but I was just I was just impressed that that it was actually acknowledged. I knew what I wanted him to achieve as a parent, but I didn't know it was such an organization that acknowledged that. And then when I started seeing the other the other uh, candidates that were and reading their bios and their information, I just felt like. This is just amazing. Wow. And then you could go back and look at the history of it and all the other different athletes. And like I was saying, my my main man, LeVar Arrington, when I saw his name, that just that just brightened my day. Oh Lord help us, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I, that's all. Who 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 knew you was over here fulfilling fantasies of of cougars, okay, Everett, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you have to live your dream through your children. <laughs> oh, Lord. Cougar, 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 cougar. Many times we, we get asked, uh, not, not just in Cougar Nation, but, you know, 
<laughs> they take a look at the guys that we've honored and they say, well, do you give away a scholarship or what do you do for these kids? And I think that you saw the back end, which is sort of a culmination of which starts out in July and ends at that function that you came to for Christopher Thompson. Essentially, uh, those individuals have got full ride scholarships. We take Myron Roll, for example. He had 84 offers. 84 Division I offers. The last thing he needed was another scholarship. But with the Watkins Award represented for him, one who came, who, who is going to be a brain surgeon, who graduated from Florida State in two and a half years, played in the NFL. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He checks all the boxes. But what the Watkins Award represented to him is what he accomplished off the field, who he was as a man, and what he represented in terms of character for himself and his family. And so when people ask, is it a scholarship? The reality is when you take a look at the top 150 football players in the country, the last thing they need is another scholarship. What they do need is to have a group of individuals that can help them through perhaps some of the tough times, someone they could call on that's going through the same, same thing that they're going through. More importantly, what some of the parents have told me is that they now know that they're not in a pool swimming by themselves. They now are aligned with some other folks that have gone through the same thing that they've gone through, both exactly. being smart and being a good athlete and being black in America. Sometimes you can be in some environments where you're so alone that you think, why am I doing all this? Maybe I'll pick one lane. But now they see that there are other people doing the same thing and it kind of gives them that little extra something to help them to continue to uh, press forward and continue to do the things in the way that we know they would even at the age of 17. Well, you know, what was very impressive to me that night um, of the banquet for Chris Thomas was the number of, and we did a lot of people zoom because we were, you know, kind of like getting a feel of this pandemic thing, but there were so many former awardees who came just dialed in who were making sure that they participated, showed their faces to the, the current crop of, of, you know, inductees. It was, that was impressive that, you know, cause people tend to get an award and just go away. But these guys, these, these NFL players who were coming out of practice, they were dialing in and making sure that they were present. And that was impressive. So my next question is how do you keep everyone engaged? That is a former awardee. How, how are you doing that? Because like I said, people get, the, get their awards and they go about their business and you never hear from them again. Great oh, question. Can I brag? Can I brag? Can I <laughs> brag? Can I brag? Yes. One of the things that I love about the Watkins, they tell you when you come into the Watkins, you join a family. And that is so true. From the time that Dalen was, was elected as a Watkins kid, we joined a family. We came down, we flew to Washington. Um, there was a big dinner, big banquet. We came down for breakfast and President Obama was in our hotel. We had the opportunity to go to the White House where President Obama was and to tour the White House. We got to do so much stuff and they treated us with so much dignity and respect and former, former players, former athletes, they all came and, and visit and talk with the, with the boys. They take them in a room and they sit them down and they talk to them individually. One of the things that I learned on that trip 
was how my son interact with other people. I had never really seen Dalen interact with other people, but they brought some children from some local uh, schools, uh, underserved school districts, and all of these kids came in and they asked questions to all of them sitting on stage. And to watch Dalen get up and answer questions, me and his daddy was looking at each other like, who is he? Because we had never seen that in him before. And so we got to look at him interact with the different people from Watkins, but we got to see a side of him that we had never really seen before as well. And I mean, we were picked up in a Rolls Royce girl. We, the clamp is at the White House. <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> so, so, so we try to do our best to incorporate those types of things and everything is for the most part done for a reason. And as I told you before, we appreciate what the family has done. It's not just the kid, but it's all the people who have been involved with that family's life, which is why we start out by the people who can afford and have the time to come in to our weekend that we do in D.C. and we've done it in L.A. and New York uh, to doing a dinner in their hometown. Um, but we continue to try to spread the influence as well. And so from the time that they get an opportunity to come to the weekend in D.C., which is where it is now, they get an opportunity to meet 20, 30, 40 other guys and their families and parents and grandparents who come back every year. And so they start to get to meet people who are part of what we call the Watkins family, because we know that it's a significant thing. We don't call our award an award outside of what you see posted. It's more of a movement. These people are involved and these families are involved in something that we intend to put together that will change the future. We also uh, announced that evening the person we call the standard bearer because each one of those individuals are part of a class. But we asked one person to make sure that they set up communication with the people within that group and also be a voice to the people before them and then after them so that they can now begin to cultivate that network. We have also, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, no, 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 go ahead. We have also this year started an alumni group of 13, and that alumni group will now start having the mission of making sure that they have their own website, start communicating one with another, and trying to form the direction with which we continue to take not just this award, but the entire organization. And so we're growing, we're evolving, but we're also trying to build things in to help us be more successful so that we can have people on the team with your son and say, you know what? Yeah, we might have mailed you a Watkins package and you didn't respond because you didn't think that that was something that you wanted to do at the time. But we're a force moving forward to change the community. It's not about Watkins' name. It's about Watkins and our effort. And now getting, getting on board with what we're doing in whatever community you might want to be active in, let's all work together. Let's all work together. I've met many, many more athletes outside of Watkins guys that get on board with, with what we're doing because of who uh, Watkins guys represent and what they represent. So I have a question. When you talk about uh, a class, how many athletes are awarded? Is there a set number? Um, is it just based on the applications that you receive? How do you determine how many people are in a Watkins class? Great. So the target number is five. Um, we started out back in 1992. We had one for the first three years. And then in the fifth year, uh, of the first four years, the fifth year we went to three. And then in 2002, we went to four. 
And, and then in 2000, I believe in 10 or 13, we went to five. And there are years where we, we vacillate between four, five and six, but the target number is five. Okay, so is it predicated by the number of applications or is it just people not reading quali meeting qualifications or, I mean? It's probably a combination of both. There was one year where we felt like we would be, once we got to that fourth, it fell off, you know, in terms of the people who applied. And we're like, okay, we're gonna stick with this four. But there were also years where we were like, you know what, we got three guys that are in a dead heat. And so we'd be doing an injustice not to expand to six. We won't go past six. But, okay. you know, we, it'll be between four to six, but typically five. Okay, question. Um, when, Jeracy, don't let me override you. I got questions because I think you've been involved for so long. I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but before Jeracy asks that question, do you have to be a junior or, I mean, a junior or a senior, or is a requirement that you be a senior? Great question. So these are juniors going into their senior year. Okay, so they get to so enjoy the relationship. Okay, so they get to enjoy the relationship of being a Watkins recipient for a full year while they're in high school. Correct. Oh, that's lovely. Okay. And go then they come out, and then obviously, um, I go to a game every year to see the individuals, but more importantly, we found that, especially because a lot of them go to the same colleges, you know, there are a lot of schools even today that have three, four, and five Watkins guys on one team. And so when they play against one another, they meet each other after the game and they talk to one another. Um, it is something, even at the NFL level, uh, that's pretty, pretty strongly embraced. They talk to one another after games and, and kind of get a chance to catch up as well. And Audrey, what you never did, uh, he came every year, Dalen was at A&M. He came to at least one game. Wow. You just never, you just never ran into him. Well, okay. you, I think I did introduce you one time, but you probably... One time yeah. outside the locker room, I think. One time outside. Yeah, the locker room. yeah. I think yeah. I introduced you, but you, but I mean, you know how quick all that move and yeah. goes. But um, even when Dalen, uh, he came, uh, the Watkins came actually to the Under Armour All American game, and was there when Dalen played in the Under Armour All American game. We actually awesome. got to sit up in a suite. That's and awesome. uh, it was really nice. And it was actually the year that Snoop's son was playing in the Under Armour All-American. So I got to go on the field um, and meet Snoop and talk to Snoop. And Dalen got to spend the week, you know, talking with his son. And that's how they really got to know each other. Because all I remember hearing is Miss Matt. Miss Matt, your boy be balling. And I turned around and I said, Snoop Doggy Dog. He yeah. said, Give me a hug. And his uh, bodyguard picked me up and stood me next to him and I hugged him. And Keelan was like, Did you just leave me and didn't introduce me to Snoop? I said, Son, I'm, I'm shocked too. Well, hell, he did. And that's when LeVar Aaron Tanaso saw me and he hugged me. And I said, no. Well, watch out there now. Well, I it always seems to come down or back to LeVar Harrington. <laughs> I know. I'm hey, look, she going to make me say my NFL crush. She going to leave me alone. So, you know, I, hey, 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 don't get no mess started on the radio. But, but it's really it's really good. Um, Dalen was in with a great class. Bryce Love was one of the ones that he was in with. I remember listening to him talk about wanting to be a surgeon. And I just remember how impressed I was and sitting there talking with his mom. Uh, Holton Hill was another one um, that was there. Um, Justin Reed. 
Frank Justin Parker. Reed. Yes. And just listen to these young men and what they wanted to do with their life was just totally amazing to me. And they all were not just going to college to play football, but they had desires and dreams that they wanted to reach too. And one thing that I love to brag on, Dalen is one of the one of the ones from the Watkins that actually graduated college. So what and is the so, percentage, Everett, of your Watkins recipients uh, collegiate graduation rate? And just by chance, because, you know, like you said, in the last 10 years, it has increased on the NFL level. What is your what is the transition point for them to to go on to professional sports? As we know, there are a lot more opportunities in the working world than are are opportunities in professional sports. And not everybody's going to go. I don't care what your GPA is. So how many are going ahead and finishing their education? Because they sound like they're already scholarly minded. Correct. So okay. we have about. Wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ever, ever. Ever. Hold on. Let's take a break. And when we yeah. come back, we'll pick up right there. Yep. Sounds yep. good. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, Call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. As we were leaving to go to break, I was enjoying talking about LaVar Arrington, but we also oh, had... Uh, Audrey, I believe Audrey had a question uh, before I went on my rampage. 
uh, forever about how many people have been in, how many scholars have graduated and went to the NFL. Do you want to so, pick up there? So I'll tell you that it's most incredible and inspiring when I take a look at the individuals that uh, we've had go through the Watkins Award, because really it is not if you're going to graduate, it's when. And again, I'll go back and start from uh, Myron Rowe graduating in two and a half years. Well, we've got at least 15 people that graduate in two and a half, three years. That's, it got to the point where it wasn't if you're going to graduate, it is how many years you will graduate in. Jameis Winston graduated in three years. We have a number wow. of people who now wow. look at that thing and say, how can we go in with enough credits and now start a little bit earlier and get out of there in two and a half to three years and now be able to either embark upon a master's degree or be able to go on to a professional level. I will say that we're at a 98% graduation rate with 111 people that we've honored. One person has taken nine credits uh, in the off season, every off season, um, and he came out his junior year and will have his degree and so is the other. And so the two people who did not graduate, and I say yet, will graduate because they came out and they got paid very handsomely for coming out as a junior. And so, and again, it's not if, it is when or how long it will take these individuals. Take a look at DPJ with a pre-med degree coming out and graduating from Michigan early and now playing in the NFL with aspirations to be a doctor after he's done with the Cleveland Browns and whomever he may play for in the NFL. These kids are absolutely incredible and awe-inspiring. You're right. I mean, but so is the Watkins group. This is, this is impressive. I mean, this is you know, what you're doing for these young men at a time when there's a shortage of young men going to college. And you are proving that we are scholastically, scholastically, yeah, um, equipped to go into large universities and large arenas and function at a high level. And I, and I appreciate you as the mother, I'm a boy mom as well as a, you know, girl mom, but I appreciate the fact that you are awarding um, these young men that you, that your, your group are acknowledging them. And it's, it's a privilege for me to provide any kind of platform that I can. Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to do so because, as you very well can imagine, uh, the moment that uh, any individual um, of our color does anything wrong with any kind of status, uh, they are blasted all over social media as well as in any media outlet. Um, but I will tell you that, you know, you look down the list of GPAs and accomplishments off the field for you know, both your sons and the individuals who are part of Watkins, and those things are not heralded nearly as high. You don't talk about graduating. You don't talk about sure. the community service. You don't talk about, you know, having master's degrees and doctors and lawyers who were at some point, at one point, number one recruits in the country. Those things aren't heralded. They're not talked about. And, uh, and I think it's incumbent upon us, um, not just as an organization, but as a community, to try to continue to highlight that because um, it fuels the individuals who are accomplishing those things. 
I've come to the conclusion after doing this for 30 years that, you know, mass media is not going to knock on my door and say, you know, your son is great because he got a 4.0. It's just not going to happen. Right. But the moment that the moment he gets a DUI, they're going to know that all over the world, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they said b- bad news can always carries faster than good news. So, you know, but but Everett, I I, I cannot let the show end without Gerace, giving Geraci an opportunity to talk about her pet peeve. Yes, I embrace it. And Geraci, you have the floor. Everett has known my pet peeve from the day that I met him. Um. We need to open it up to all African-American scholars. Uh, that has been one of my pet peeves that I have uh, talked with Everett is having females involved or um, as we say, all African-American scholars. I would like to see some young ladies who, who are doing making the same accomplishments as these young men are. And some some of them are doing good. You got you got the WNBA, you got some that go over. Um, I know one lady, she went over to Dubai, Dubai, and uh, she played professional volleyball. There's different things, but she got her degree. She had a high school, you know, we need more women role model, just like we do the men role model for the young women and the young ladies that are in school as well. Now, and Everett- that's been... Everett, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help you out here just because you can't say this because you are a dude. But Jeracy, um, you need to give Everett a pass on this one because if there were, if there and there are, because I was one of them and so were you, uh, scholarly minded female athletes, and we as women need to pick up the same kind of mantle and do what these educated black men are doing for. Uh, young black African-American men who are scholarly athletes. And I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna let y'all go ahead. <laughs> but, but Audrey, you are right because I, I, I've told Everett time and time again, I'm gonna get to the position where I'm gonna say scoot over because I'm here I come with some women. So I, I don't wanna take, a, I don't wanna take a different way I just want it to be a new year like 2021 or 2022 when we add women to the Watkins uh you know the National Alliance of African American Athletes I we don't want to we don't want to change it we just want to add like you went from one to two to three to five we just want to add that female aspect in there no okay go ahead Everett I'm gonna let you just because I I'm not uh-uh. Pet peeve sounds so negative. So I won't call it a pet peeve. I'll call it a passion. She has a passion there of which go. I would have the same. And and you must believe that throughout the course of doing this for as many years as I have, I have not run into many people hundred times over who have had the same passion. And many years over, what I've tried to do is to embrace another entity, be it, I'll call it a sister organization or just another organization or or what have you to partner with me. Absolutely cookie cut everything that I've done and do it for females. And I say this, not that I don't have a passion for females. I have two daughters. However, when when you take a look and if I could walk you through from step to step what we do, there are dollars and resources associated with doing it. And so it's not like 
this costs me $5, but if I do women, it'll cost six. It's mm. this costs me $5. And if I do women, it's going to cost me nine. Mm. <laughs> you know, it just, when you look at the mm-hmm. committees, when you look at all the things that are in place and mind you, we're a volunteer organization. No one gets paid. Every mm. dollar we raise goes back into trying to help people do the things that they need to do in order to empower youth. And so as I've evaluated as an organization, how we can do it, mm. we can to sort of drag our knuckles and barely make it ourselves because people really aren't just giving money to organizations that are targeting African-American males. Unfortunately, or unfortunately how it is, it was a black male crisis that they called it back in 1989 when we first started. But right now, it's sort of watered down. Funding is not as available as it were in the past. And so mm. funding is a big deal. And then if we got funding to do that, and now we can bring a staff of people on to be able to handle that, again, I would cookie cut this in a heartbeat and again, scale it to that point. I am anxious to do so, but looking at what it takes to do this and knowing the dollars that will be associated with doing it, yeah, we can have a bank with more people, but it is a year-long effort now. There are no breaks. When we get done with those dinners, the dinner we mm. do with Chris and those guys, we're, we're right back at it. In June, raising funds, putting together who's going to be the honorees for the following year and all those things. It's a year-round effort. And uh, again, it's done uh, by and with people who aren't getting paid to do it. So I guess we need to make a challenge out to women who want to join in and do this to let's get together and try to make this happen. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. Well, you know, Everett, my suggestion during the break was a parallel effort instead of an inclusive effort. It's like having fraternities and sororities. You you don't want women to join your fraternity, but you can have sororities in which we are both scholarship-minded, service-minded, sisterhood-minded, and still be awarded and rewarded for the efforts without having to be included with the male efforts. I'm not talking about segregation. I'm not talking about discrimination. I'm just talking about a parallel effort that we as women work just as hard to recognize and acknowledge our, our young women as you guys do to ignite, you know, this is a whole nother topic, but I definitely believe it takes a man to show a young man how to be a man. And I agree. These men are doing at this level with these athletes and these scholars and getting them to acknowledge for so long you have had uh, young men who have athletic prowess be fed so much of the spoon of the athlete part that they sometimes miss on out on the the entree and the dessert part of being um, the scholar. And these men say, son, you might not just make it, even though we have a lot of people who do make it to the NFL, get your degree and be prepared for the life after life of football or track or basketball or baseball. Let this be, let this be the vehicle that takes you to the next level to take you to a participant participatory situation in life. And that's what I have observed from the information that I have gotten from Everett and reading up on the Watkins group, because this is not about just being an athlete. It's about being scholastically, I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word today, scholastically prepared to move forward in life and letting the athletics be in a vehicle because an intelligent man 
will be able to, if he takes it to the next level, to be able to compensate and run his own business if he does mm-hmm. become an athlete, much more aware and and prepared in life. This is life skills that I think men should teach men, just like women should teach women a certain Agreed. way to handle their stuff. Agree. And I think me personally, um, and just looking at things in the past few years, after we became involved in walk-ins, I started looking around and we know that there are a lot of, of young men that grow up without fathers, but there are y- a lot of young ladies that have mothers who don't know how to be mothers. Hmm. And sometimes we have focused so much on the African-American male, we're starting to forget our women. And when you, you, you need to start to, to, to grab a hold to them. Cause it's a lot of great, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things that my grandmother taught me, but did you hear what I said? My grandmother taught me some things in life. A lot of people don't have a grandmother. Well, Everett, I, I'll lean back to what I said at the very start of the show. This is, this already starts with great parenting and a household that's founded on the right uh, footers and they are already presenting you something to work with. And I I think it's admirable that you guys have taken up the mantle and taken up the call to push forward and um, acknowledge and reward these young men for hard work and keeping the platform open to where they give back into the organization and re seed the seed and that's how you continue to reap a harvest is that you replant in the field you water and fertilize it and that's that the Watkins group is a beautiful thing thank you very much and uh it's it's opportunities like this that really uh give me the opportunity to tell people about it who may not have known or and 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 may not have been exposed to what we're doing so it's priceless for me you know whoever is out there who did not know what Watkins was for them to just hear about it maybe check out our website um, I guess I could say that right at uh, yes. NAAAA.com. That's N as in Nancy, followed by four A's.com. Uh, if you could check that out and learn more about what we're doing, um, again, we, uh, we certainly invite you to, to assist us in any way that you feel comfortable and are able. Well, you know what, Everett, I would love to have you back on again in the future as you get closer to um, concluding or announcing the nominees for this year. Anytime we can be a service to you at Garrett and Mac on Double Down with Garrett and Mac, we would love to be a platform for you to make announcements um, or be in any way of service where we can help you guys to get you out there and let people know what you're doing and how to get involved. And on that note, we are coming to the conclusion of Double Down with Garrett and Mac for 2021. Yes, we made it, Jeracy. We made it. Yes, we, we made it. We made it. We made it. Again, we want to thank everybody for listening. We ask God to send his angels out to bless and protect everyone from all danger, seen and unseen. And we're asking for people to be mindful, pray for one another, love one another. Tell your people and your family members that you love them. Be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing. Okay. Thank you again. Double Down with Garrett and Max. See you next time. been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mac again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We'll talk again next week.